Whether you're a small business or global company, the internet can be a great sales tool for connecting you with your customers, regardless of their location. However, travel limitations due to COVID-19 are forcing companies to find alternatives to in-person meetings more than ever. In this episode, we'll go over some platforms and best practices for using video and email to make your prospecting and sales meetings just as effective as if you were in person, or maybe even better, right after this. You're listening to Watch Time, supercharged video marketing tips for the savvy small business owner and the modern mid-market professional, with Flex Media's Kathy Zip and Bill Barona. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Kathy Zip. And I'm Bill Barona. Bill, let me ask you a question. A recent study says that face-to-face meetings can be 34 times more successful than emailing. I mean, that's huge. So, you know, we just got a project with a large local Cleveland brand. It's a bigger company. So in light of that statistic, let me ask you, before we landed that project, was the company familiar with Flex Media or its services at all? Nope. No idea who we were. I don't think we've ever talked to anybody over there. And so, you know, we hadn't met with them or anything in person before. And then as we started to work with the client and we kind of developed a concept, did we ever get together with them in the same room? No, I I don't think we have yet. Soon. (laughs) Not to my knowledge either. Um, When we had them sign the paperwork, And, you know, now we're looking at scheduling a day for the shoot and it's going to be a fun one. I mean, they have a really fun product. We're excited that we're working with a local Cleveland brand. Um, But one thing we still haven't done with them, even at this point, what's that? Uh, We still haven't met them in person. Exactly. The entire proposal, the pre-production process was entirely done remotely using video. So sorry to drag that out. But I just think that it's pretty cool through the entire process. We have not met them in person. No, that's right, Kathy. I, I think it's worth dragging out because I think it's a concept that just a lot of people might find odd, uh, especially some sales teams, because, you know, it's it's unusual to not be face to face with somebody. And um, I think that's what's amazing about video and email and the tools that are available today is it really makes collaborating at a remote distance, you know, feel just so much more comfortable. And I really think that COVID-19 has kind of propelled that forward and people have kind of had to pivot and learn how to do that. And I mean, these tools really allow you or your sales team, you know, to really be more efficient and effective, but also still build trust with your customer. I mean, in-person meetings have a much bigger success rate at least that we've seen so far. I think those statistics may change over the next couple of years. But the reality of it is, these tools have become so essential to us at Flex Media that I feel like, honestly, it's even easier for me to use them after you know using them prior to the pandemic. Now it feels like second nature. So in this podcast, we're really going to talk to you more about these tools and how you and your sales team can really start to use them to your advantage in your sales process. Yeah, and, and kind of to do this, we're gonna we're gonna walk through how we did it, so that you know you know this is possible, you know it's effective. We're gonna we're gonna kind of you know give you a real life example of how you can do this throughout the entire sales process. So let's start with the prospecting phase. 
you know, with the large Cleveland client that we're talking about, um, you know, Bill, you know, they weren't familiar with us. They had, you know, they didn't really know about us. They didn't even know if they were looking for video. Um, but you kind of took a look as, as we always do, you know, we took a look at what they're doing and they're a really fun local brand that we are excited to work with. We had lots of different ideas and we saw potential for them on how they could use video in different ways. Cause they were using it a little bit, but, um, you know, we, we thought they could be doing so much more and, and as always, you know, in sales, it's important to really do your research. So, you know, we did that. And then now that we had some information, you know, we could go ahead and pitch them and try to make contact. Um, many people maybe have done this through a written email pitch, or maybe, you know, it's a cold phone call. Um, but tell me, let's talk about some of the risks with those methods, with those different methods and, and how you chose to proceed with the video and using these different tools instead. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, there are a lot of choices out there, and I've talked to a lot of different people on you know the options of you know cold calling or even using you know marketing emails. One thing I did want to hit on too, even prior to going into that, and I just really feel like you hit the nail on the head, Kathy, and that's that research. Like I like to think of Flex Media and ourselves as like you know video marketing detectives as well. Like I really feel like it's important for us to try and see if our service even makes sense. And the reality of it is, for everyone listening, if you're selling a product or service to your ideal customer, the whole reason you're doing this is to make their life better. So why would you sell your product or service to somebody that doesn't need it? Plus, on top of that, you don't want to look you know, like a fool if you're emailing that person or sending them a video or calling them and saying, you know, hey, um, I see that, uh, you know, you do XYZ and you could really use our product and service. And in this point, like for us, video, what would it look like if I reached out to a company that was just killing it with their video marketing and I said, hey, I'm Bill with Flex Media and I want to reach out to you because I think, you know, we could help you with your video marketing um, and really get you some more engagement. Well, if you're already getting engagement, you know, if you're already killing it with your video marketing, you know, you're going to look at me and go, did you even look at what we do? Instead, like what you want to do at that point is look at maybe more information that you could be you know, giving that person. So if I was to go back to that per, that specific prospect, I would say, instead of saying, hey, we can help you with your video, maybe I noticed that you're not effectively using video on YouTube, or maybe you are using video effectively on social media, but when you get to your website, it's falling flat. You know, or maybe there's a concept that I'm looking at, and maybe you're using all testimonials, but you haven't done anything to really explain your product, or maybe even doing videos that help educate your consumers. So that would be something I would then come to you with and say, hey, you're killing it on video, you're doing a great job, but we can help you with X, Y, Z. So that's why research is such an important phase of this entire process. Yeah, definitely. You know, you do your your research, you know, if you were going to uh, have a, a cold in-person meeting, you know, where you hadn't met the person before. So you want to do the same thing um, going in, into, you know, maybe a, a remote selling uh, platform as well. So, you know, here, here's, so let's talk about some of the traditional platforms for, um, you know, use, use for cold calling or, or, or the p sales teams used to pitch um, ideas. Like, let's talk about email. You know, I, I think there's a lot of risk with email, you know, it might not go to, um, you know, the right person. There may be too much spam. Maybe it's too much to read. I just feel like, like, you know, I don't know what you think, Bill, but I feel like email can be easy to ignore. Yeah, I, I think that um, one of the statistics that I've, I've heard, and I, I know this is probably off, but it's definitely close. 
I think it's um, 10 to 13% of all emails actually get opened and read. So when you think about that, your chances are very, are slim. And, you know, if you're just sending an email and I don't know how many everybody listening gets, but I get a lot of them, especially with the pandemic being in full swing. I have people from all over the place emailing me I've never heard of before, never talked to, and they want to work with Flex Media. They want to offer their solution to us. And, you know, I really haven't responded to any, any of these people. If they sent me something a little more personalized or maybe it looks like they did a little bit of research, you know, I might be more inclined to at least respond and reach back out to them. And that's something you really want to think about, especially when you are doing research. Maybe you're sending out a whole paragraph or a couple paragraphs. That's a lot for somebody to read, and it really doesn't make you stand out. So email might not really be the best choice to just be cold emailing messages to people. And phone calls, in my opinion, are kind of the same way. You know, you might not have the right contact for somebody, you know, you don't know if you're catching them at a wrong time. You know, a lot of people don't like those cold calls. You know, I think of those as being very spammy. Um, there's really an art to that. So I'm not telling you don't cold call, but there are other alternatives to that, which we're going to be discussing. And, you know, that might not be the best alternative for you, but it's definitely something that has been successful for many other people. So what did you do instead? And it, 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 I think it's interesting because you actually use one of the platforms that you just talked about, but you use it in a totally different way. Yeah. So um, what I actually started doing was recording videos and emailing those videos out to our prospects. And I do have to admit that this isn't a fully, you know, Bill Barona idea or Flex Media idea. Other video marketers that we follow as well as, you know, other companies have been doing this effectively. Um, a lot of people just weren't on board with it. You know, a lot of people are very face-to-face uh, -face meeting people. I'm going to do this through networking. And we do that at Flex Media. We go to networking. We're actively involved in numerous different groups throughout the Cleveland area. And um, really, we just wanted to find a way to make a meaningful one-on-one -on -one connection with people uh, for two reasons. One, to show them that we really cared, you know, because you can illustrate, you know, your emotions through visuals like video and to, to and two, to really show them that we are doing our research and our homework, that we're not just spamming everybody left and right saying, we want to be your video marketing company. We want to be your video marketing company. You know, we want to show them that we've taken the time to actually put together a plan for them. And then this may seem crazy, but we actually share that plan with them in our video for email. So what we actually do is we use a platform uh, called Soapbox by Wistia. We've also used um, Vidyard. And then there are some other platforms out there like BombBomb.com. I think there's one called Video Hippo or something like that. And, and there's various different ones. But one thing to consider is they all kind of do the same thing. You, I recommend testing them out. Like some of them, Soapbox and um, Vidyard, they have free versions you can uh, try out. And I think BombBomb actually has a free um, like 30-day trial. So Try them out. Find out what you like about them. For me personally, I found that I really enjoy Soapbox. And really the reason for that is that Soapbox will record your camera independently as well as your screen independently. And it'll let you go back later and edit it after you've recorded. So you can be full screen. You can just have your, you know, your screen you know, that you're sharing. Or you can do a split screen with you and your screen. And so why is this great? So why is that important with Soapbox? So here's really the thing you want to think about and why I think it, it works, at least for me. Like I said, 
another platform may work for you. You need to test them out. But this is why I think Soapbox works for me. I love being full screen when my prospect opens my video because I am looking directly into my camera and I'm making eye contact with them. I'm talking with my hands, which is what I'm doing right now. You can't see because we're on a podcast, but I'm talking with my hands and I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to them. I'm excited to you know meet them, even though I haven't yet, but I portray it that way. I go, you know, let's say their name's, you know, Joe. Hey, Joe, Bill here with Flex Media. So great to meet you. I've been looking forward to talking to you. I love your company. You know, we've been in the Cleveland area now for the last, you know, 10 years with our company doing video. And then we've also grown up here. But you guys are definitely a staple in the Cleveland area. And we would love an opportunity to sit down and just talk with you and discuss some of our ideas, uh, what we have to help you get a little more involved with your video marketing. We think you have a great brand. You're doing some great things on social media. I tell them what those things are. But I notice that you really don't use a lot of video in this area. And so I start talking about that area. And then I say, let me walk you through your site real quick and just show you what I've noticed between your website and your social media and some ideas that we have for you. I walk through, I give them my ideas, and then at the end, I come back full screen. So when I walk through, I'm just sharing my screen and that's it. This way, I don't have to make eye contact with the camera. I can focus on what I'm doing on the screen. And then I come back out to me and I say, hey, Joe, it was great talking to you. I really appreciate this opportunity. We'd love to talk to you further. You know, if you don't have anybody you're working with, you know, doing your video marketing, we'd love to be that company to at least sit down and have the conversation with you. You know, if you have a company you prefer to work with or you do this stuff in-house, please feel free to take our ideas and implement them in any way you want to. That way you guys can really start to see some results. But we're just happy to share this with you. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Have a great one. I think that that's really cool. So you talked about, you know, how how you did the research already. And rather than just like typing that out, you were able to actually, like you mentioned, the, the split screen, you know, you were able to bring up their own social media pages, their own website, you know, their own YouTube channel, and kind of point out specifically to them, you know, you got your cursor on the screen and everything, you know, what what they're doing that's great. And, and what maybe they could do better, some ideas for you. And then on top of that, you have the visual of yourself too. And you mentioned, again, I think the, the word personal and personalized is so important in this conversation because again, when you're having those highly effective in-person meetings, it's because you're having a personal face-to-face experience with them. And whether you're not able to replicate that because of COVID or just because maybe you know your client is halfway across the world even or across the country you know you're still able to recreate those personal experiences through the videos um, that you're, you're putting together and so I want to I want to dive a little deeper into some other tips you know f- when people are making videos like this like maybe somebody decides this is a really cool idea I want to try this out when I'm prospecting you know I think just as you would prepare for an in-person sales meeting where you, you know you did your research you also want to prepare for, you know, recording a video for prospecting. And that includes, you know, even just the basics of, of what you're wearing and, and looking professional and having good lighting and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about that, Bill? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I a couple things, too, uh, just, just thinking about what you were talking about in terms of, like, you know, like doing this personal and, and giving away this information. I, I do have to mention that I, you know, I'm not going to say which client, but a client that we are currently working with, they actually commented back to me when I sent them this video and they said, 
you know, when I sat down with their team, because this was back before COVID, we were still having in-person meetings and I, I came down and had a meeting with them. You know, they were really excited about uh, the video and they go, we want to show um, these videos to our staff so they can see what uh, your ideas were. And I actually had sent them a bunch of videos similar to what we had done in the past. So I was like, oh, I'm like, they want to show our examples. Like, that's awesome. And um, next thing I know, he pulls up my soapbox video and is showing it to the staff. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, I just did that on my webcam and like send it to him. And uh, he actually turned to me and said, I wanted to share this because we have had numerous companies reach out to us wanting to make videos, but none of them were willing to give us their ideas. But what I loved about you is you sent us a personalized video so we got to meet you. And then on top of that, you gave us your ideas and how you could help us and actually told us what you were going to do, which made us feel a lot more comfortable working with your company. So that kind of goes back to some of the stuff that uh, Kathy and I have talked about in other podcasts. Don't be afraid to give away the recipe to the secret sauce. So many people are like, no, they're going to take my ideas and they're going to run with them. Who cares? They might take your ideas and run with them. They might have somebody they prefer to work with. Good for them. But you've just now taken a step towards being a trusted advisor for that person because the thing is, at least for us, we're very unique in what we do, at least in the Cleveland area. And if somebody gets these ideas and implements them that doesn't know how to do it the way we do and messes those things up, they're going to come back to us. Or at the very least, we've gotten references from people that we haven't even done work for, but they like the fact that we gave them our ideas and that we're willing to work with them and talk to them. And we haven't even done a project with them, but yet they're giving us to other people saying, hey, you got to check these people out and see what they're doing. So just really, I wanted to touch on that because I think that that's just really shows you one, the power of video and email, but two, also the power of being helpful and not be refusing to give away information. Because I feel like there's so many people that are really refusing to do that today. So sorry, I got sidetracked there, Kathy. I just really wanted to throw that information out to everybody listening. But one thing I do want to talk about going into what Kathy was talking about and like really approaching this as if you're going to be in the room with people. I don't know what everybody listening does, but I'm hoping it's something similar to this. When you go to an in-person meeting, I hope you are doing your research. I hope you actually know what this company does and how you can help them because there's nothing worse than getting a meeting with somebody because they reach out to you, for example, and they say, hey, let's have a meeting. And then you show up and they're like, okay, so uh, what can you do for us? And you're like, oh my gosh, I never look at their website. I have no idea what they do. I don't even know if they have used products similar to mine. So this is where that research phase comes in. You need to really show up and be ready. And really one thing I want to mention, this one quote that really explains this in great detail, in my opinion, and just really a way to think about this. And I've heard this in a couple of podcasts, actually, in the last couple of weeks. So um, it must be coming up many places. So I'll just throw it out here on watch time. Success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. That's Zig Ziglar. So when you think about that, you are successful as a company when you've prepared and you have that opportunity. So this is no different when you're creating these videos, and it's no different than when you're going there in person. So there's things that you want to do to make yourself appear to be more professional and also really give people a good first impression. And number one starts with, you know, wearing something nice. I'm going to tell you during the pandemic, we were still doing these videos. I was not concerned with sales during the pandemic because we were doing this prior and I just continued to do the same thing changing my messaging, of course, because messaging is different at this point. 
But I wear a polo. I wear a branded polo when I jump on there. It has our Flex Media logo. Now, yeah, I'm at home or I'm at the office doing this, depending on where I'm shooting this from, and I have a designated area set up, which we'll talk about in a second. But you can wear shorts, and I would wear shorts while I was giving this you know, presentation, and nobody's the wiser, but just having that you know, from the head down to your stomach, looking like you're professional and you're ready to go, you wouldn't do anything different in a meeting at that point, so why would you do it differently at home? Don't wear a t-shirt. You know, don't wear a tank top. You might be, you know, the sun might be out. You might be planning on going and having a beer by the pool later, but it doesn't mean you need to like let your clients know that, that or prospects know that that's what you're going to be doing. So that's the first thing, dressing for success. That was day one for me when I learned how to become a video production professional, dress for success. Number two, your background. So when this pandemic hit, for me, I knew I was going to be working from home, so my immediate reaction was I have to have a workspace at home that allows me to effectively do everything I've been doing. So my wife and I went out, we ran to Home Depot, we got some paint chips, we figured out what we wanted to do in the back room, and we set up the back room, one is a YouTube studio, but then I also looked at it as two angles. So one is a YouTube studio and two as a space to work, and actually three as an angle for my webcam. So I basically created the room to be a multi-purpose room. This is not a big room. I'm actually recording in it right now. And uh, it's just a regular small bedroom. But I have an angle for my webcam. You can see our. Uh, I put up a little thing that says Flex Media. I have some uh, inspirational quotes hung up. I have my books in the background. And that's the angle here. So it looks like I'm a little more professional. And then the angle for the camera for YouTube was going the opposite direction where you still saw part of the uh, quotes hanging up, but then I also put some additional lighting and things like that in there. And I designed the lighting in the space, which we're gonna talk about in a second, to be effective for both camera angles. Now, you don't have to be a video production professional to do this. It can be as simple as clearing out your background and having a decent little light that is towards you. So this way you're lit somewhat. You don't wanna have a bright background and then you're uh, have a bunch of shadows on your face, and you also don't want to have a bunch of stuff in your background. So that's the two things that you really want to worry about right off the bat is what are you going to wear and what's your background uh, look like? You know, Or do you want to use a virtual background? Zoom, if you're using Zoom, for example, for meetings, and you can use Zoom for um, recording these videos. You can record them on Zoom and then put them on YouTube and send a link in your email. But Zoom has some virtual backgrounds that you can mess around with as well. So make sure you have your background cleared out. You have something nice on your dress for success. And like I mentioned, also the lighting. So making sure you have some type of light. You can buy a light. They're not that expensive. You can pick one up on uh, Amazon for probably anywhere from 20 to, I mean, you can get really crazy with it and probably buy one for you know $120. But you know the 20 to $40 range, you'll probably be fine. And then also, if you can, let's say you don't have a great webcam, consider buying a decent webcam or just clean off yours. You probably have been putting your thumb or your finger over your webcam when you open your laptop. Make sure it's cleaned off and it looks good before you start recording these videos. That's awesome. You know, you you provided some great information about how to do your background research. You know, you have all this awesome information to share. You look tight. Your your, you know, background and your lighting and everything is good. What are some things since you are using email still to stand out while you put that video because you're going to actually embed it in that email you know what are some things like with the title of your email or maybe even you know what thumb you should choose to really capture 
your um, prospect's attention? Yeah, those are great questions. And I would say, you know, one thing to think about in terms of your subject line, like using video in your subject line, HubSpot reports that it increases your open rate by 65%. And I think and I think a video in your email increases your click-through rate by 110%. So, and that's a video thumbnail, just to clarify. But one thing I would say is, yeah, include it. Like, you know, if you're going, we'll go back to that Joe analogy. Hey, you know, might, your subject might be, you know, attention Joe, check out this personalized video or, you know, you know, check out this personalized video for company XYZ. Now, I actually have seen mixed success. I'm going to be honest with you. Like a lot of people say that video on the subject line is the most important thing. And I've seen a mixed case of success with this. Some of the best responses I've gotten has been where I've still put video in there, but I haven't told them about a personalized video. So like, for example, um, the company that Kathy was referencing earlier on, I put in their subject line, um, you know, company XYZ, the video on your website. And I feel like as a, you know, marketer or as a business owner, when you hear that, whether you have a video on your website or not, you may not be aware of it. Now they did have a video on their website. So maybe they were going to check and be like, oh, is there something wrong with the video on my website? Or is this person trying to reach out to me because of something about the video on my website? And you might think that maybe your video's down or maybe I'm making a comment on what something I noticed. So I feel like that's going to get your attention to at least get you in to read the email. Now, as far as the thumbnail goes, what I do with that is I actually record a thumbnail of um, when I'm in Soapbox, I can choose an image. So I'll actually use an image of their website. So when the website's opened up full screen and I use their homepage. And the reason I do that is because one, they see their homepage with the play button. So it makes them want to click because they know that it's personalized because that's their page. And also if it's something like a, a specific thing on their page that changes, like this specific brand, they have uh, seasonal options. So I waited until the seasonal option got on there and then I used that image. That way they knew that it was also you know, recent. So now not only do they know it's personalized, but they also know that it's recent and then they click on it from there. And the one thing that's not really related to your thumbnail or your subject line is your messaging. I try and keep my messaging short and very tight. So like I do separate, I, I don't uh, keep it all in one paragraph. I do separate it a little bit, but I try and keep it tight to the thumbnail and the uh, top of the email so it's not like this big long thing. And I don't want the thumbnail to appear, in my opinion, below the fold of their email. So I just try and like be very short and to the point, you know, real quick, why I'm reaching out, you know, what I notice on their site, why I'm reaching out to them, check out this video I created for you, and then go from there. So that's kind of been what I've been doing and seeing some success with. Now, not to say that it's going to show you the same success, this is marketing and sales. And in all things marketing and sales, like I constantly say, you want to split test everything. So make sure you try a couple different things and keep track of it. What's showing you the most success? Because, you know, I've, I've gotten some advice on putting, you know, attention, so-and-so personalized video and check out this personalized video. And I just haven't gotten the success that some people have claimed, you know, that they have. Now, I do still use video in my subject line. So it does work. So consider finding a way to work that in and be different, you know, be, you know, be unique and be you. I love that, you know, like, cause I, I think, I think you're really addressing, you know, a way to stand out and a way to really get people's attention in, in an oversaturated, over bombarded with, you know, different offerings world. And, you know, just doing those little things, like you said, 
having their recent, you know, a clip of their recent web page up, you know, will do a lot and, you know, in, including different, trying different subject lines, you know, maybe, maybe it's a promise of your product, like your product, you know, here's a way you can increase your ROI by this percent, or, you know, like, here's a way to make this process more efficient for your business or whatever it is. So I think that's great. And, you know, the, this was a, you know, it, Bill just explained, you know, step by step, a, a pretty detailed process of putting, you know, ex- what you should do in your proposal video and really taking the time to dress right, include the right information. But you know what? It paid off. Like you said, even with another client that we've done, you know, they were really impressed, so impressed by your proposal, just your proposal video, that they played it in front of, you know, their entire team. So this, this, uh, you know, Cleveland company that we're talking about, they were impressed enough to get a meeting. And so can you talk about that a little bit, like how they responded once you sent this out? And then again, you know, once they were interested, going forward with that next meeting that again, we didn't do in person, we use Zoom. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing to talk about, you know, going forward, these principles we're talking about for video and email, now that Kathy's talking about going to Zoom, these principles still apply to Zoom. So basically when that company reached out to us, which by the way, I sent them this video um, in an email pre-pandemic and they reached out to us in the middle of the pandemic and we're like, hey, saw your email and we wanted to talk. And one thing to note about this company is I actually couldn't find anybody that worked in marketing or anybody that worked in sales when I was trying to you know, find somebody to reach out to and send this video to. And the only person I could find was this company's CEO, which that's their decision maker. Normally, I try and stay in the marketing department, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send it to the CEO and see what happens. And she emailed me back during the pandemic. Hey, we want to talk to you guys. Can we set up a Zoom meeting? And um, I said, absolutely. You know, I emailed her back. We found a time that worked. You know, I let her know that I was going to have a team coming with me. That's always important. If you do do things in a team, let them know. There's going to be a couple people there, and this is why they're going to be there. That way they understand why you're bringing people. And we scheduled that meeting, and we also scheduled a follow-up meeting from then. that. You know, we were talking to them to have another Zoom meeting and figure everything out. And um, both meetings were probably about an hour, and uh, we discussed different concepts, and we discussed, you know, the concepts I'd initially pitched them, what they were looking for, our thoughts on whether or not that would work. Then we developed those concepts a little further, and we had that second meeting basically to go over those. But, you know, one thing to consider when you do these Zoom meetings is, same thing as the video and email, those principles don't go out the window. I always look at my webcam. I look at that webcam like I'm looking in the eyes of the person that I'm talking to. And I try and be conversational. You know, if you're in person, like I said, if you you talk with your hands, talk with your hands. You know, don't be looking at other things on your computer. Be present. That's a big thing. I've been in numerous meetings where people aren't present and they're they're basically staring off into their email or they're watching videos or they're checking their cell phone. Everything I have goes on do not disturb. It goes off to the side and I focus and I'm present. And if I am doing something, for example, like if I'm trying to come up with a concept and I go, oh, let me check their email out, then what I'll do is I will tell them at that point, hey, yeah, you know what? Hold on one second. Let me check out this concept. And then I start typing. So this way they know I'm not being rude. I'm not working on something for another client. I'm actually doing something for them. So that's important. Make sure you're present. You'd be present in that meeting. So why wouldn't you be present on Zoom? So, and once again, you're also going to still dress professionally. Also make sure your background is squared away. That's very important as well. And just really be a person. You know, I, it it takes some time. 
I really get in a mindset where I'm in person with them, and that allows me to kind of humanize what I'm doing. Now, I'm used to being in front of camera because of our YouTube videos, because of things like, um, you know, doing these um, podcasts and that. We're on camera and we're on Zoom doing that, even though you can't see us. So I'm used to being in front of my computer. So just pretend like you're present and there and let all those principles apply and make sure you make eye contact and the rest is going to follow. It may seem weird at first, but you're really going to start to get into a groove and people are going to remember you because, you know, Bill talked to us and, you know, or Kathy talked to us and he, he was just on. He knew what was going on. Those are awesome points, Bill. You know, like like having your camera on, especially, you know, when we were during the during the meeting too, I feel like a lot of people maybe it's changing a little bit now that people are getting used to Zoom. But there's so many things that I still attend, even like, you know, like webinar conferences and things, and people don't have their their camera on. But when you're having that meeting with a client, you know, encourage them to have their camera their camera on even if they, they're reluctant or they don't want to, you know, have your camera on too, because then again, you mentioned, you know, making yourself like human, you're, you're a person and really that's proven to make them more likely to buy, especially if you can get them to turn their camera on, you know, you're, you're having that eye contact, you're talking face to face, you're, you're still reacting to, you know, the, the non-spoken language cues, body language is so much of communication and you're, you're reacting to them. So, you know, you, you just say like, Hey, you know, I, if you're open to turning your camera on, I'd love to talk face to face. Usually if you have your camera on, that will kind of encourage the other person to turn their camera on too. But in this case, when I jumped on with you and the client, you know, we all had our cameras on and it was really cool. You know, we could all meet them face to face and get a good feel for each other. You know, we, we were prepared. Um, another, another thing too, about, you know, being prepared is, you know, just like if you were walking into, um, a a room and you had, you know, your, your papers ready and everything to send to them, you want to have your, your laptop ready. I know that's one thing we did. You want to have your screen ready. Everybody, I feel like automatically wants to look at all the tabs that you have open on your computer. Like, Ooh, what's that? Did they make a mistake? Did they leave something up? That's really weird. You know, or, or what are those? I don't know. It's just natural to look at those. So again, you want to have like a really nice computer screen. You want to have all, all your, um, you know, all your, your materials ready. One thing that I see a lot is I think it's Outlook, but other email platforms might do this too. They make that little sound when you get a new email, you want to make sure you have that turned off. I can't tell you how many things I've watched, even like professionally recorded lectures and things where they got that, that email notification going off. Um, you know, you want to have that turned off. Like Bill said, you want to have a hundred percent of your attention you know, dedicated to your client, just like you would in a, in a sales meeting. So those are just some really important things to remember. Um, and so we had a really successful meeting with this client and, you know, they agreed with us and they were ready to move forward into, you know, doing, doing pre-production and getting, getting moving on their videos. So once they were interested in moving forward, again, there was no paper involved. We even had our proposal and agreement virtual. So tell us a little bit about that, Bill. Yeah. So one of the things we use, we use a platform called Plutio, which I highly recommend if you're looking for a a platform for project management, as well as like forms and proposals, things like that. So what we do is we actually put the proposal together on Plutio. We send a link in an email and uh, they can open it up. And on the back end, you can actually see when the proposal is opened up and they can look through it and they virtually sign it. Then it takes them to our agreement. They virtually sign that. 
and then uh, it takes them to a form where they can make a down payment for the actual project. And then on the back end, for me, it creates a project that our team can then see. But one thing I do want to mention about this is people think, oh, great, I can just put this proposal together and throw a link in an email and then I'm done and I don't have to worry about it. Um, once again, going back to you know Soapbox and Vidyard and BombBomb, one of the things we do and I do for pretty much everything is I will actually record a personalized video walking the uh, people that I'm talking to through the proposal, even though we've already met them. They're going to have questions, I guarantee it. And if I can eliminate some of those questions, or better yet, if their boss has questions, they can share that video with their boss and it can eliminate some of their questions. You know, a lot of people might think that seems a little excessive, but you know, you have to look at like, what is your return on investment? If it's taken you this long to try and reach this client cold, get a meeting with them and go through this entire process like we had already talked about, why would you skimp at the end and then not do a video to help yourself you know, walk through it. One, it's going to make you look better to the decision maker and to the people on staff. Like, oh, so this isn't just a sales tactic, like, you know, for him to try and reach us. Like, this is what he does. And also, you know, like we've talked about on this podcast, I know many people have talked about, you know, Todd Hartley, Ben Amos on Engaged Video Marketing Podcast as well. They talk about, you know, using video to get massive clarity. So you're talking about helping people understand the proposal and help them learn at a faster rate. If people that watch a video retain 95% as compared to 10% in reading it when reading it in text, why would you not send it to them in a video? Now, somewhere in between there, I think 95 and 10 is 100, was that 115, I think, or 100, somewhere along there, I don't know if my math is right, percent, but you're talking about people truly understanding your process, what you're going through, and then they can even take that video, and then if their boss asks them a question, they don't have to show them the video, they could say, Oh yeah, well it costs this because of X Y Z. Well, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that, and we're gonna get this out of it, you know. And they got that because they watched the video. And I can guarantee you, from the results I've seen, every time I send a client a proposal and a video um, in the email with the link, they open up the video first, then they open up the proposal and they watch the video all the way through. And then nine times out of ten, we get a signature on the proposal. Absolutely. I mean, I think you know between this, this is like you said just as equally important as the initial prospecting video, you know, if not more so, because this is where you really need your clients to sign. And, you know, what does everybody do when they get a proposal? They scroll down to the price and they just look at the price. And, you know, people that, that aren't familiar with, you know, video production or, or maybe even just working with a, video, a different video production company, like they don't always understand the pricing. And so just providing some clarity into that is so important. And like you said, too, you know, maybe maybe you're not sending, you know, you didn't talk to the decision maker in your initial call. Maybe they have to, you know, that happens many times where you got to kind of move it up, you know, the ranks, move the proposal up and, and get different opinions. And this way, I mean, without doing this, you're kind of relying on your contacts to explain in their own words you know, why, why things cost the way they do or what the plan is. And just like a game of telephone, you know, that can be lost in translation. So this way it's coming just from, you know, your own words, you're explaining it. And it's kind of cool too, because you can be like super creepy with this platform. <laughs> like you can see if, if it's been open, if their proposal has been open or how many times, like sometimes Bill will ask me like, did you look at this proposal? Is it the client? And so it's kind of neat. You can see like, is it just waiting around in somebody's inbox you know like ha have they looked at it it's kind of amazing actually 
people might not even realize sometimes a company will open the proposal four, five, six times. And I can only assume that it's because they're looking at different parts of it. Maybe they're passing it along. Different people are looking at it. And, you know, it really, it's a, it's a big decision for a company. And so the more that you can provide clarity, clarity and guidance and, and answer those questions, you know, really makes a difference. And that's not to say that you still, you know, you want to always leave it open for questions. You know, if, if so, you, you always want to end by saying, you know, if you have any other questions after watching this, please give me a call. It's still good to jump on the phone. It's still good to send emails, you know, and, and, and provide more clarity if you, you know, there were additional questions. But that's like a really strong start, I think, to provide that video along with your proposal. Yeah, one thing to think about, too, and, you know, Donald Miller from Building a Story Brand, he always says, if you confuse, you lose. And that's one thing to really think about. If you confuse, you lose. And not having clarity and having confusion can kill a deal for you. So why put yourself in that position? And this is a great way to avoid that. Right. So, you know, then as we continue to work through pre-production and the concept development, we, of course, had additional Zoom meetings and, you know, back and forth phone calls to emails, everything we needed to do to kind of get on the same page. Um, so, you know, now we're actually scheduling the shoot and we're looking forward to meeting the team in person for the first time. Um, but again, the point that we really want to make here is that regardless of COVID, using video in your sales will allow you to talk to more prospects close more deals, and stand out in front of your clients all without leaving your office. Right, Kathy, that's a good point. You know, that's really a great way to look at this is, you know, this is 2020. So regardless of COVID or not, taking the time to actually, you know, give this a try is worth it because this is may eventually go away. You're going to have COVID that's, you know, eventually they're talking about having a cure and things are going to change, but things will never go back to the way they were. This is the new normal. There is no more going back to 2019 and the way we used to do things. So we really just encourage you to try one of these online platforms. Most of these have free trials that you can go ahead and try, like I had mentioned earlier, and whether it be the free version or whether it be an actual 30-day trial. And just don't be afraid to get creative. You can use video you know, to, for your clients by sending them maybe a happy birthday or congratulate them on their success. You know, Think about just you know, reaching out to them and touching base. I did that during the pandemic. I knew all of my clients were in survival mode. Every company was. And so I just wanted to reach out to them and say, hey, we're here for you. If you need anything, just don't hesitate to reach out to us, even if it's a question or even if we can help you in any way, shape or form, just feel free because I wanted them to know like, you know, that our job is to help service them and that, you know, by calling us and asking us a question isn't going to get them into this whole sales process because maybe they just need some advice. And then we also gave away some um, links to this podcast as well as some videos we were doing, some links to blogs that we thought would be helpful and just told them, you know, share this with your staff or, you know, go through this yourself if this is something that can help you kind of, you know, get through these tough times. So, you know, go and give this a shot, see what you can get with it, test it, like I said earlier, see what works, see what doesn't work. And, you know, just don't be afraid to put yourself on camera, hit record. It's going to be hard. If you're not somebody who's used to being on camera and you're not used to talking to your webcam, yeah, your first couple videos are not going to be great. So maybe send those to the clients that you feel a little more comfortable with, or better yet, maybe even send those to, you know, your staff or your friends and family said, Hey, just testing this thing out. And, you know, I hope everything's going good and just get those, you know, not so great videos out and then start sending things to your clients and start sending them information and see how well video can really work for you. 
That's awesome, Bill. Yeah. Just, you know, don't be afraid to, to give it a try is the biggest thing. And we hope that, that what we discussed today, um, you know, was helpful for you. And we'd love to hear how you're finding clever ways to use video in your sales. So please, you know, if, if you think you have a cool idea, we'd love to hear, um, leave us a comment on our social media or shoot us a direct message, or you can email us at info at flexmediacle.com. And uh, again, thank you so much for uh, listening. If you have any questions or ideas for future topics, let us know that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we just really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and everyone that has been commenting and has been downloading. It means a lot to us. And if you got value out of this, please uh, leave us a review on iTunes or on Podbean or Google Podcasts. That really helps us out because we just want to know how we're doing for you. And if you know, if we're doing great, we want to continue to do that. If we need to make some improvements, we want to know that as well. But this really also helps these different platforms you know, kind of understand who this content is great for. And then also it helps the people that are looking at the podcast, you know, check out your reviews and then get a good idea of how we're doing and whether or not it's worth their time. So please go ahead and leave us a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and this is your first episode, or maybe this is one of a couple episodes you've listened to and you've got a lot of value out of this and you want to be notified the next time that we put out a podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. That way you don't miss out on any new information coming out. We have some great shows planned, some great guests coming up, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. Make sure to subscribe and share the podcast and leave us feedback on today's episode. That's a wrap.